Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Peppers from a Chimney Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. All right, well, let's, let's get this show on the road. Uh, so session session five. So do we start tonight's recap by addressing the big pink elephant in the room? The whatever were you thinking, a split party. And shall I follow this adage with a, guess what guys, you're all dead. You know, PC killing asteroid and all that. But no, instead, let's just consider what will visit you from this splitting. Like ghosts from your past or terrors of your nightmares that take shape and make you pee your pants. Or let's just look at what brought you to this point. The four of you were motionless, quiet, prepared for the worst. On the other side of the stone doors, the ones that clicker that the ones that clicker bravely braced closed, you could hear the voices of your would-be slaver captors, clear as a bell, searching for you. The archaeologist Thorn works out that the room you're hiding in is an acoustic marvel. It amplifies sound and allows one to hear everything from the room with the pedestal. Ain't that something? For a brief moment, there is a whispered debate. To pluck or not pluck feathers from clicker? Because spells require components. So now that you feel the weaves of magic once more, better start collecting. Wasn't there blotting sand on that desk you demolished? Footsteps, other voices. Bashir and Cedric have arrived at the pedestal room and a new conversation ensues. Clearly the bitch Nit doesn't care for Bashir. Derision oozes from her voice as she answers his questions. Cedric asks Bashir if he'll tell her, and Bashir says no. Do you remember that conversation? Was it important? Were there clues? Maybe. The four of you consolidate your plans and decide to stealthily head to and leap across the chasm. Clicker, then Norbit. Success. Easy. As Thorn makes a leap, he places his foot poorly and scrambles madly, arms cartwheeling through the air, terror written in his eyes. Is this it? Never again to know freedom? Never again to know the comfort of, of his bed? Never again to know the furtive moment of a stolen kiss? Never to find the answers to the questions that burn his soul. The strange flippered hand of Norbit silences doubts and holds Thorn fast, but there's a cost. The acrobatics of the moment have broken one of the discovered bottles and silver vapors surround the two companions. Shrink, shrink, shrink. Turn the page, new plan. Volan shoves a tiny Norbit and a tiny Thorn into a tiny hole. Clicker unlocks and pulls open heavy stone doors. Behind one is a horrible stench, revealing three-foot mounds of corpses in various levels of decay. 
touch a harp that plays with invisible hands and poof, reveal a bauble. Pick up the bauble and poof, reveal a fairy named Godmother Saffron. Will she help you escape? Let's find out. Okay, so map time. Yeah, <laughs> at one point you had a bed, Thorn. I'm sure you must have before you became <laughs> a slave. Oh, okay, this is before the slave. Hmm. Okay, we shall start here. Can you hear the, the background noise now? Yep. Yep. All right. So let's start with Thorn. You watch Godmother Saffron as she stares off to the northeast. She stands motionless and quiet. Oh, well, um, uh, Godmother, uh, what is it you are looking for? She shakes herself back, too, from wherever her mind had drifted, and she turns to face you. But says nothing. <laughs> uh, give me a perception check in uh, the tower, please, Thorn. Okay. Uh, you notice that as she's turning to face you, she pauses briefly in her turning uh, as she's looking to the southeast. She briefly looks to the southeast before she continues turning. And after she completes the turning to look at you again, she floats across to you, her face centimeters from your own. Her focus shifts from one of your eyes to the other eye. Her gaze is intent and penetrating. She inhales deeply. Thorn looks on. Really? No, no. Half-demon. Thorn. Hmm. It is well that you keep your real name hidden, Thorn. I... I do not like this place that you've brought me. Come, come. Let us find the dream. Let us make good on promises given. Sit. Sit, child of the Harvest Moon. But what about the others? Like Norbert had just left. Shouldn't we bring him back? Hmm. Let's try to enter the dream first. If you can do it, then you must show your companions. It's easy. Trust me. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and then I'd sort of uh, find a place to lie down. Uh, just just fall asleep on the floor? Is that what you're saying? She indicates one of the four stone chair benches. That weren't there before? No, the, those are the ones that were there before. So there was four benches that were uh, four. They're made out of the, the stone. And when you were tiny, I mean, they were way too big for you. But when you're at normal sizes, they're just the right size to be chairs. Okay. I'll, I'll head over to one of the chair benches and sit down and, and look confused, mm -hmm. but uh, ready for instruction. So basically, I'll, I'll reshare the map in case you don't got it. But simply put, uh, I'll just draw real quick on the map. So this this 15 by 15 room, basically just assume that at each one of the corners is where where one of these um, one of these stone 
terror things is. And on this northernmost wall is where the shelves were, where you um, took all of the potions and then you gave um, gave three of them to Norbit. And Norbit, I think Norbit consumed one because he, he uh, let himself grow back when he tried to get through those double doors. He basically, so I gave him three of each and he had one of each, one yeah. to shrink and then one to expand again. Well, he was already shrunk the entire time that he was talking you were talking with her and then he went back out to to because you shrunk and then you gave him the potions and then you returned to normal size and then you recollected the 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 bottles from the shelves after they refilled okay something like that yeah yeah i've got i've got two grows and three shrinks yeah okay breaths, Rowan. Calm your mind. Now, step into the dream. I, I sort of start breathing slowly, but um, it, it's difficult to fall asleep on the on the spot. This is a bit harder than um, just saying it. Uh, is there usually um, like Bashir gives me um, uh, some sort of herb that uh, helps me to go to sleep. Do you have anything like that? No, no. no nothing artificial like this. You must focus, Rowan. Imagine. Find something you have an emotion for. A strong emotion. Good, bad. Doesn't matter. Just strong. Okay. I'll start focusing on uh, the uh, fact that um, I have thorns. That's right, the ones horns. Hmm. Now, don't let the emotion hook you in memory. You just grab the feeling. Now, step into the dream so we can talk about aid and quests. I. <laughs> this is all foreign to me, so I'll attempt to do this, but um, I'm assuming it'll be rather difficult to do. So as she's talking, though, and she's trying to uh, talk you through this, you can kind of feel yourself moving across the expanse of a landscape, moving quickly, like moving towards a horizon, as if you could almost catch that horizon in your hands. Yes, yes, that's it, that's it. Ah, bye, twinkle. No, piddles, puddles, and pankers. We've only three more nights of the harvest moon. Close is not good enough, and... I can't remain longer. Well, I am trying. You, you keep talking in my ear. It's it's difficult to focus on on falling asleep. Mm -hmm. Look, Rowan, gather Atreya, Falker, and Zack. Each of you must sit on a chair. Find the strong emotion for a thing. A place or a person. Then step into the dream. Okay, I'll head outside and see if I can find Norbit. So I'll take one of the potions um, of shr shrinkage and uh, head outside to see if I can find him. Yep. And as you're doing that, uh, just as she had formed from the yellow-white light and non-existent wind, uh, so she returns back to that uh, light and that wind that doesn't actually exist. So uh, as you're, you're exiting... Um, 
she, you can just hear her voice echoing in your mind and uh, saying that we'll meet in the dream. I'll tell you more. I promise. Okay. So you take one of the shrink potions. Now, when you take it, are you going to let the bottle go? Or are you going to hold on to it so it doesn't fly out of your hand? I'll let it go to refill. Yeah. So once you're shrunk, though, you won't be able to collect it off the shelf again. Yeah, understood. All right. So just make sure you note note that. And then you're going to go back through the hole. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's go to Volan. Yeah. So I can... You know what? Here, I'm going to... Uh, this is for you, so you got a copy of the crap that she said to you guys. And Volan. So... You are in this room. The stench of decay slowly suffuses outwards. Each step closer to the source is overwhelming and causes your gag reflexes to churn. Tears leave trails down your dirt-covered face and your body forces you to stop and heave. Bent over, with hands resting on your knees for support, you spit out the bile and aftermath of vomiting. Past the open reinforced stone door, you can see Clicker stumbling her way through the corpses. What has she done? Then, of a sudden, what in the hell? The manacles you saw as you had entered the room, the ones on the floor and in a corner. Between them is a shadow, and it is held fast. The creature hisses as it battles against its bonds. Its eyes fall on you, and it ceases all movement. What do you do? Clicker! Uh, Clicker! They start shouting after what? Clicker, come over here. Uh, Clicker was was done with not getting anything done, right? Because identify the ruins or anything. So, yep, she's just coming back. So, out. for you, luck, pure damn lovely luck. Um, you haven't had time to go through the chaos of the death in the room, but you've managed to find boots and a dagger. Mm -hmm. What more might be found if you had time? It's hard to say, but time it's time you gather your fellow companions and let them know what you found. So holding back your and controlling your gag reflexes, you look up and you spot Volan in the other chamber. You're about to wave to him when you see him recoil as if he's been slapped. So what do you do? A clicker readies the old blade in her hand. Boots she, she already put on, of course. And um, rushes out to see what's going on and follows his view. Or follows his... Okay. So uh, when you come rushing out of that chamber, uh, you can see that he's looking off to the south. Uh, basically, you can see that his line of sight is looking between where those manacles are. But you see nothing. What? What? Don't you see that? A thing? With a little bit of... It, it, it is like pointing, like, like right at it. Yeah, with a little, little clicking, she just nods her head and looks at Roland, confused and nervous. Can you give me a perception check, Clicker? 
tower. Uh, I mean, you can see that there's the manacles in the southeast and southwest of the floor, and that they're they look like from where you're standing, they kind of look like they've got a, a wooden texture to them. But other than that, the room is just as it was when you entered. Do the do the manacles look like it, this thing is like it can't get out? Give or me is a it perception like... check, Bolin. Yes, I will, will do that. I am going to drag you into the private channel, Volan. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, Volan. Um, so when you look at oh, the manacles... Hold on. Hold on. How, how come we can hear? Okay, that's because I dragged Mick, not myself. <laughs> <laughs> that was really goofy. I dragged Mick instead of myself. <laughs> I almost I almost spilled the beans. Okay, so uh, Volan, when you look at the manacles, you can see the manacles are still on the floor. Mm-hmm. What you the but and when you look uh, closely, you can actually see that the ma- there are different manacles that are holding this creature, and those manacles are they look like dark threads that sparkle with some kind of a light. Okay, They're not the monocles on the floor. That's about all you can see. Gotcha. And while I'm investigating and looking at this thing that I realize Clicker does not see, uh, creature, is it like just like kind of shadowiness? Or I do. It reminds you of that day yeah. on the wagon. Okay. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Anything else? Uh, no. So, uh, I totally nearly spilled the beans on that. <laughs> so, Volan is going to take like one measured kind of step towards it. Hopefully, mm-hmm. still out of its, uh, assuming it's out of its chain reach. Mm-hmm. What are you? You watch as its eyes follow you closely, but it says nothing. Speak to me. You are trapped here. Again, increasingly nervously and with a constant clicking, Clicker just looks with wide eyes over where Volan is looking. Give me an insight check, Clicker. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Say it again. What is there? I do not know. It is something of shadow. You can see that uh, Volan is stressed out to no end. Like he's uh, all six foot six of him is just completely taut, uh, nervous. Laker <laughs> is not going to go back. <laughs> to where she came from she actually goes to 
hide in the other room with all the dead corpses. The corpses. <laughs> D- dead corpse. Very, very tautologic. Yeah. Okay. So you I guess go back in a place and you hide where there, around there the corner. Uh, living corpses. It's fine to save dead corpses. Yep. Yeah, the living corpses. Uh, is that a sneaky move? Or just you're backing away? Oh, she's she's just uh, yeah, looking looking at Volan, looking at whatever there is. Nothing. As if he's apparently. nuts. Yeah. So not and, sneaking, uh, just uh, yeah. She's just slowly slowly backing away, and then um, turns over to make sure she doesn't fall as she enters the room and goes back to the runes. <laughs> uh, so you stumble. You're gonna stumble your way back to where the corpses are partially covering the the circle that you'd seen previously. Mm. Okay. See and if there is anything going on there. If you cannot speak, then I will leave you here. Uh, its eyes look at you, and then, as it had come, in in an instant, it is gone. Oh. Kita Volankai takes like a step back. He's kind of he's scared. I mean, <laughs> uh, clicker. We should get out of here. Clicker, where did you go? Did anything did anything <laughs> change about the runes? Or are they just the same? Exactly the same as before. As before, yeah. you know that to do anything with this, you need time to start moving bodies out of the way. Nothing mm. has changed, nothing is glowing. Okay. okay. So sh- she uh, quickly moves back out of the room if she can. Okay. And... Uh, Without saying a word, she's gonna run past him. He's just gonna pick <laughs> up speed and run. But, but what? Sneaky run or just full tilt? Uh, uh, uh. Full tilt run until the corner where I like the line, and then she's gonna start sneaking. Okay. What? 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 Volage sprints after. <laughs> Which which means which means of course she also looks around the corner first before. All right. Here's yeah. me thinking Clicker would have been unflappable. <laughs> oh, 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 that's terrible. <laughs> All right. So you guys rush that way, and uh, you can give me your uh, perception checks uh, as you're checking around the corner. In the meantime, I will go to Volan. Or not Volan, uh, Norbit. So Norbit, you're st- standing in the room, no, no, and you can hear. You I've gone left. over to the. I've gone over to the tiny hole. Okay. So you go over to the tiny hole, but you, it doesn't change the fact that, as before, you can still hear the voices from the other room crystal clear. Absolutely. And you can hear Bashir speaking, and he's by the shadow. Where is Cedric and my eye patch? We can't be hasty, but we've blocked the entrance, so there's no escape. Farid and Naima are on point, spotting for a second entrance. Lord Rishi will finish with a knoll, so we have time. That noise wasn't a quake. Silly to think so. Ancient ruins, 
A damn Tamahanakar. Who would have thought one of the slaves might actually be useful here? They must have opened or closed something, a door. A big one by the sounds of it. That other passage looked like it was going deeper and... Could they be so stupid? What's the play? What's the play? Where do you want me, Bashir? Hmm. Back to the entrance, Tamanakar. I have an idea. And you can hear their footsteps uh, uh, moving off um, as they move out of that room. What are you going to do, Norbit? I'm going to stick my head up against the hole and I'm going to yell down the hole. Yell, not yell, but not quiet and go, Thorn, Thorn, can you hear me? Is this while I'm trying to sleep? Uh, no, this would have been... So uh, assume that the conversation... at the same time that you shrank yourself and were about to crawl back up the hole. How convenient. <laughs> Absolutely convenient. I think you have to think that none of these things happened serially, that everything was happening in parallel. I know, it's been a bit of time to sit down there and, and uh, attempt to sleep and fail. Um, well, true, true, yeah, true, um, true. I was true. hearing the conversation that was going on and wondering what I should do. And so, yeah, we probably both <laughs> converge on the hole at the same time because that yeah, ma magically everything just works out timing-wise. Yeah, it just works out like that. I've got my mouth open just as you're trying to stick your head in it. So, I, so are you saying, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I head down. Thorn, Thorn, are you in there? Can you hear me? I'm, I'm coming back. So you start walking up the convenient steps uh, to the tiny hole. Yep. And uh, head back towards uh, where Norbert is. Hang on. I, I just got to clarify. He actually heard me. He, I, you I were, hope so. You were whispering? to uh, You put your mouth up to the hole, did you not? I did, yes. So, like, how loud were you whispering? Uh, my question is, did the sound pass through the hole? doesn't matter how loud I was. Uh, you just oh, said, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Sound passed through the hole. Okay. Yeah. yeah, cool. Okay, no, that's all I wanted to know. Yeah. Yep. I hear him and I'm stepping back. Okay. So he comes up to, to this side of the hole uh, in his small form. And I hold out a flipper so I can catch him so he doesn't have to fall on the floor. There's still the steps on this side too. Listen, Norbert. We need to all get into this room. There's this uh, fairy godmother who's going to help us. Oh, cool, man. Um, Bashir and his other and his other mate, they've gone to block off the entrance, so we can open the big door and go out and find the others if you want to. Okay, I'll stay with you. I'm going to stay in this small farm. Maybe you can jump over that ridge and uh, help me across. No worries, mate. Get on my shoulder. Okay. I'll try and hop onto his shoulder. All right. Uh, let's. Uh, are, are are you uh, going to just let him hop on? Yeah, I just said hop onto my shoulder. So, all right. You know, crouch down a bit so he can get on the shoulder. I'm not going to make his <laughs> roll. Have you been polishing your shell? It's a bit slippery. Ah, uh, sorry, mate. I was uh, just, uh, yeah, better not ask about that. Norbit okay. sounds different than he was before. What happened to Norbit? I'm small. 
Norbit. Oh, Norbit. <laughs> yeah, he does sound a bit different, doesn't he? He, he does. He's, he's trying to accentuate the small squeaky voice and the deep Norbit voice. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, All he'll right. go back to the normal Norbit, you know, once Thorn's got bigger again. Uh, so you're going to carry... Um, it's an audio trick that we use every now and again. I see, to accentuate. Ooh, the audiologist. So you are carrying him on your shoulder. Uh, you get... Then what are you going to do? You're, come, you're coming up, up to the door? I've got the door. I know the other two have disappeared, so I'm going to still... You heard them walk off, yes? I did, yep. And I'm going to open the door and peek outside. Okay. Uh... So you uh, slowly. So when you peek outside, of course, you cannot really see to the south. No, I can't. But I, I had a fairly good idea that they are in the area where the um, the dais is. So, or so I'm just going to sort of look there and with the thorn on my shoulder, kind of make okay. my way across to the other side. Sneakily. Are, are you? Um, so, are you just are you just looking? I'm looking and listening and using all of my senses. All right, give me your perception check then, please, in the tower. I mean, can I help? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, not that you would help, but that you could do it yourself as well. Okay. just checking to see how much better you guys are than, than your passive at the moment uh, okay so you can you do not hear any sounds at all in the other room but uh thorn you're still on his shoulder right that's correct i'm yeah. his little shoulder angel uh you can hear uh the sound of chanting it's now it's not the anywhere near like hearing someone inside the pedestal room which is clear as a bell you can definitely hear someone who is uh, chanting you know that the chanting uh sounds arcane uh and it doesn't sound that far off is that far off 50 feet 100 feet with that perception check roll you cannot tell okay we gotta, we gotta be careful now but they're, they're pretty close i can hear some uh, chanting or something or oh, didn't hear anything. Which direction was it coming from? From the south. Okay, mate. I'll just keep my eyes open. See if I yeah. can see it. Let's let's move carefully. So this was just going to be Norbit's uh, stealth check because you're just on his shoulder, uh, Thorn. Yep. Okay. Okay. So you get to there, Norbit, and uh, uh, you actually haven't heard what Thorn is, but Norbit. So when you're walking along very quick, quietly with Thorn on your shoulder, holding on to your ear hole, his finger kind of stuck in your ear hole, it's kind of distracting you a bit on where you place your feet. But Thorn, you hear the, the chanting stop for a moment. Norbit, stop, stop quickly. I think they can hear us. Let's head back. Okay, mate. So where you are there uh, with your passive perceptions you would have seen that Bashir is standing at the end of that passage he's got both of his hands placed up against the stone wall of the cavern and he's looking to his left and to his right 
So we would have seen him doing that. Yes. So you could see him down at the end of the passage, because remember, that's where all the, the mushrooms are. Okay. So, so would Thorn have said, let's go back, or would Thorn have said, stop, look, there's Bashir. Either which way. Cool. So I see him too. You see, you do see him there. So we stand very, very still. And so he's looking to the left and to the right, but his hands are still locked up on the uh, on the rock. And then he starts chanting once more. You can give me an arcana check, the two of you. Oh, oh, that is amazing. So one gets the plus modifier, the other one gets the negative modifier, and you both rolled the same. And in fact, you both got 19s. Uh, you both recognize that what he's doing is he's performing some form of a ritual. And you're both aware enough that it looks almost like something that you've, you've heard about, you've never really seen in practice, but it looks like maybe a summoning ritual. And he gets back into it. So in unison, we turn to each other and say, he's summoning something. And you do know that summoning rituals and stuff like that usually take uh, quite a few minutes to perform. So very quietly. We gotta quickly move across. Maybe um, you can shrink down so we can be quieter. Ah, he's making enough noise up there, mate. We'll be right. <laughs> I thought I you said it. there was chanting and noise and all that kind. And he's humming he's away chanting. merrily, and he's chanting, so he's not going to hear us. He briefly paused in his chanting, and then he looked around quickly for a moment, went just as Thorn had said, hold up, and then he went back to chanting. There you go, mate. We're good. We got across. Let's head down the passage and see what happens. Okay. What do you reckon we should wait here and see who he's trying to summon? In the meantime, let's go back to Volan and uh, Clicker. And with those rolls, let me get back to Damn. Yeah, Clicker, you quickly look around the, the corner, but uh, Volan's antics have, you know, put your, your focus is tight. And as you look around, all your senses are just twitching. You hear nothing other than the sound of the empty cavern. So she waves Volan to follow her and uh, hastily stealths up the path and takes a turn to the right. So let's get your guys's stealth checks then. You guys both quickly come around the corner and uh, you're, um, Volan isn't that, that quiet, but you're not overly concerned at the moment that he's making too much noise. do so you were breaking up did you ask what, what i was doing yeah yeah so you, you guys are you're doing pretty good um you were you noticed that volan wasn't as quiet as you yourself were but he's mm. he's doing a pretty decent job 
flicker continues to move up this path. Okay. Takes a quick stroll to see what's here. Alright. And while she's doing that, with Volan directly behind her, without looking back, again she asks, and he mimics a whisper, which sounds kind of fun. It was still following. So she asked you, "What? What was it?" In a whisper, whispering, whispered, mimicked voice. It was a shadow. It was chained, and then it was gone. He's stricken. I mean, he, he's very concerned. <laughs> Must be remains of the corpse people, maybe. And she continues the path through the path. I do not know. You can give me a history check, Volan. I'll do a history check. I'm a history buff. You know, the more you think about it, and and try to recall anything specific about it what i told you before becomes more certain in your mind there seems yeah. to be a commonality there what you might have decided to tell your companions over the last four months of imprisonment with them I, it's up to you yeah i mean he would have spoken, uh, it would have been general knowledge that he, something did him once, and he didn't really think about it too much, but now it's starting to make sense a little bit more. But yeah, some, something had, had visited him and stabbed him in his sleep, and he thought it was like a nightmare. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, as you go down this passageway, the one thing that's most important here is that first bit that you went down, that first 15 feet, was a very, very steep drop. As you get to here, uh, at this point, the light of the mushrooms is pretty much non-existent where you are, Clicker, so it's dark down that way. And as Volan catches up to Clicker, realizing that Clicker's going down this, like, cavern... Clicker, Click, we need to get back to the group. We found a way out. She turns back, nods, and tries to scramble around him and quickly lead, lead the way again. Stealthily back to where they came from. Okay. And you noticed as well as you were going down there, although it, it got steeper and steeper, uh, you were just starting to get into an area where there was more rubble on the ground as well. And so when you come up this way, when you come back up the incline, basically you've gone to where, uh, at this point, the, the roof above you is just eight feet above you, and the, the Zura mushrooms that are in this part of the cavern, they, they clearly light up everything as brightly as the, the um, stone mushrooms that have the mushrooms, the zero mushrooms inside it, have lit the strips up. So 
in the first cavern, uh, you would notice that you could just see that that first ledge. It, the the light went up to that far, but it didn't go much farther. Whereas once the strips came on, it was just regular light. Uh, in this particular cavern, because the ceiling is so low, um, you can see everything just from the light of those mushrooms. Point being is that in the deeper parts of the cavern, the light from the mushrooms did not reach the ceiling. Okay. Yep. Do we arrive here? Yep. Back at the uh, broken yep. bridge? All right. And... There is another leap on the way, I think. Okay. You'll mm. be able to make the leap no problem, Clicker. Mm. Uh, do you do anything for Holden? Don't think Clicker is strong enough to do anything. <laughs> so she doesn't even bother. Because if, if he's going to slip, uh, he's just going to pull her back with her. <laughs> he does weigh a bit. This may, this may not be good. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you basically uh, take your that your ten feet and you run and you make that jump. Uh, all right. Norbit, you uh, from the 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 dark part of the passage ahead, you can uh, see your the other two companions slowly starting to move this way. So we're just going to step inside the small room. Yep. And we'll wait for Volant to get there. Hey, hey, Clicker! We may have found a way out of here. What? What are you doing here? Yeah, we've got to go back to the other room as quick as we can. Go back to the other room. What room? You guys, are you guys still tiny? Thorn is on the shoulder of Norbit. You notice him sitting there in the squeaky voice. Come on, guys. Hurry. We've got to get back there quickly. And and Bashir's outside, so you've got to be stealthy. All right. So I need another stealth check then from you, Norbit, as you go back. So that when, that, when he says that, Clicker... Uh, holds Norbert back at the shell. <laughs> she just grabs his shell and um, uh, tries to maneuver around him to, to take the lead. And and she checks around the corners and first she goes and then she waves the others over. And when this bird of a day uh, grabs you by the shell, Norbert, how do you react? Stupid friggin' bird. Do you say that out loud in anger? He mutters. He mutters it. He mutters that under his breath because he oh. knows he has to be quiet. Well, shit. All right, I need your guys' group stealth check. So I've got Norbit's roll. Uh, Thorn, you're still riding on his shoulder, I assume. That's right. Okay. Volan. <laughs> I love it. Volan was the one who was the most stealthy. Give me a second here. So when you come and look around the corner, uh, Clicker, you can see that Bashir, uh, as before, is still hands up against the, the far wall there. 
and muttering as well. He's been there now probably for a couple of minutes so far. Okay, so she gestures the others over and okay. makes it back to this room. And as you enter behind her, you can see an expression of confusion on her face. Expecting something. Reveille. <laughs> okay, guys. So we figured it out. We have to take one of the shrinky bottles, and we have to either drink it or pour it on ourselves. Then we can get down the tiny hole. I start running down the hole. That's right. Come on, guys, over to the hole. As you guys are standing there you can hear the following sounds are uh, coming from back where Bashir is. Fast. In the cavern where you are in the stonework, although you hear that, the stonework where you are looks as solid as before. It's just the sound of crumbling and groaning kind of coming from that direction. So I'm going to take out the shrinking potion and pour it on the three of us, and we should all shrink. So where exactly are you pouring it? On the three of us. So you better read what it says. You see, you have to ingest it. It, it will work without ingestion if you're going to well, do that but okay. pay well, particular I, attention to what it says I've got to find it now so if you're going to pour it hang on, hang on. I need to know very specifically how you're going to pour it don't mess this up You should have a couple of uh, something. Oh, we'll just drink it. We'll just drink it. Hey, guys, have a drink. He should have several. I gave him three and three, and I think he only used the uh, enlarged one. Yeah, you have all yeah, three. Yeah, I've got, I've got three left. So everybody takes a swig. All right. So have the two go first, and then me. There we go. Poof, poof. Poof. I was already small, so... You shrink. Come on, guys. Into the tiny hole. Quicker lets the others go first. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Gets a whack behind the back. Whack on the back with a giant flipper. Because he's not a he, I don't know what you're talking about. You go first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least I haven't said he today so far. I think. Look here, you dopey Sheila. You're going in the hole. Whack. I'm Mick, and I play Norbit. Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Unlucky Geek on Mixer. I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard. This is Ivan, I'm 28. And I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. And then there is me, the GM, 
storyteller, and imagineer. I'm Dagobah. So until next time, good people, adieu. Thank you.